Hi, I'm Carla Wainwright. And I'm Little Leah. And welcome to the Radical Sex Witches podcast, where we explore the themes of sexuality, feminism, consciousness, love, healing, ritual, magic, and all things witchy and wonderful. Booby, 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 booby. Hello, all you boobalicious babes, and welcome to another episode of the Radical Sex Witches I'm Little Leah, and with me as always is Carla Wainwright. What's up, my titty bitty, bitty titty, <laughs> babe? Uh, yeah, I'm good. As as maybe our listeners can hear, I've got a cold, so I sound very husky. <laughs> this is my husky podcast voice. Are you going to talk that deep for the whole time? No. <laughs> It's my Roy Kent voice. <laughs> oh, Roy Kent. I haven't watched last night's episode yet, uh, which is going to be no, well either. passed over by the time this comes out. But mm, he's one for the spank bank. <sighs> if you don't know what we're talking about, go watch Ted Lasso. <laughs> Again, we are breaking like records all over the place of just going down the insanity tube before we're tired. We are tired. <laughs> we're working to the bone. Carla's sick. We're losing our minds. And you know what? If you just gave us our fucking confessions or your confessions, things would be a lot better for us. Don't confess on our behalf, please. Or be, or do. Yeah, let's guilt them into this. So confession portal is still open. Uh, you've got till May 13th to get her done. We're just really, really busy around these parts. Sticking our witches' brooms up our hoo-hahs and cleaning up messes of the patriarchy (laughs) wow wow enough fucking said so today we have another one of our i was today years old facts and this one is all about the boobies so whether you call them boobs tits jugs melons fun bags honkers or tatas the female mammary glands have some pretty amazing factoids that we are guessing you may not be familiar with but we want you to be. And Carla is going to kick things off. Do you, should we do this episode topless here? I'm going to take off my shirt right now. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Carla's eyes lit up. I took off my sweater and she's just like, oh, I know, but can I just tell everybody that I can only see her from the neck up? So it's a little <laughs> disappointing, to be honest. <laughs> you can see my shoulders. Come on. Okay. You know, I'd, I'd flash you too. You're, I'm, you're just I'm really a tease. I'm really proud of my tits and I show them off where I can while I still got them, you know? Well, I think you're always still going to have them, hopefully. Well, looking in this exact, like, (laughs) orientation. Yes. (laughs) Pointing west. (laughs) (laughs) Together at the same time. (laughs) Wow. Okay, let's get started here. Reel it in. So, of course, we're going to start with historical facts because it's me. So, um. Throughout history, women have used all kinds of garments to support, cover, restrain, reveal, or modify the appearance of their breasts. Uh, In ancient Greece, women tightly pinned bands of wool cloth around their torsos because small breasts were considered more beautiful than large ones. And uh, because they were a sign of modesty and refinement. Hmm. Um, But it actually wasn't until the Middle Ages that women got an actual garment for their chests 
which I think gets the vote for the ugliest named piece of clothing in history, the breast bag. Oh. <laughs> nice breast bag. That sounds like you're just slinging milk around, you know? Yeah, it's pretty bad. So the breast bag was a cloth pouch that was worn over the chest and tied at the neck and the waist. And the bag was filled with materials like cotton or wool, which helped to lift and support the breast, creating a more pronounced cleavage, which women have been doing for a long, long, long time. Those actually sound a lot more comfortable than regular bras today. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe until they got to the corset, which... Yeah, no. And wasn't. Then, you know what? We're going to around 1500 in Venice. Legislation required prostitutes to stand on a certain bridge (laughs) and to uncover their breasts. (laughs) The law was created to prevent the prostitutes from dressing like men to appeal to gay prospective clientele. Can you imagine Oh, it's okay, hon. I don't need a top for work tonight. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is quite the fact you found there, Carla. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. During the Renaissance, uh, it was widely believed that a mother's milk was actually vaginal blood that was transformed into milk <laughs> as it moved from the womb to the breasts. What? Oh, science. <laughs> Or, or, oh, lack of science. I'm sure someone thought it was fucking science back then. Like, they're, you know, some idiot yeah. came up with it. And they're like, and let well, me tell you why. I guess so, because then women didn't have their periods, right? So, if you're oh, good call. usually. So that's probably where that came from. Okay, moving on. Number four. In witch hunts in England and Scotland, it was thought that a woman could be proved a witch if she had a witch's teat. And this was often a third nipple. Also called supernumerary nipples in the case of multiple nipples, which is a condition in which you have one or more extra nipples on your body. A witch's teat was any unnatural mark on the body that maybe a familiar or the devil supposedly used a way to suck the woman's blood as nourishment. It's estimated it occurs in one out of eight, every 18 men. Wow. And one out of every 50 women. And while a third nipple is the most common number of extra nipples people with this condition have, it's possible (laughs) to have up to eight extra nipples like a fucking cat. Yeah. That's the sound of like milking a kitten, milking a cat. (laughs) So it's so great. So first of all, men, it's almost... Uh, almost three times more prevalent in men to have an extra nipple. And then that's like a lot. So one in every 50 women. I was going to say, do you want to know what my first thought was? Is like, I've dated and embedded a lot of dudes. None of them have had a third nipple that I've seen. (laughs) I think often people mistake it for a mole or like a skin tag or something like that. Yeah. Maybe we're just picturing our full like areola. No, no, no. I don't think it's like the full on areola and everything like that. No. Oh, guess who's going to go on a Google quest after this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Kind of crazy. Um, So the, this, this blew my mind. Actually, the first breast augmentation surgery was performed in 1895. Oh, wow. What did that look like? Yeah, by uh, Dr. Serzny, a German surgeon, and 
he he did the procedure on a woman who had a benign tumor that was removed from one of her breasts, which left her with a big size difference between her two breasts. So he used a lipoma, which is a benign fatty tumor tumor from her back to augment the smaller breasts to make oh. things more symmetrical. Yeah. That's pretty but that interesting. Like I can't, I, I just don't remember exactly when the whole, um, you know, uh, what do I want to say? Not like, not the hygiene thing, but the, um, you know, knowledge about bacteria and sterile sterilization mm-hmm. and all of that. I'm not sure if that was around then. So th- those kinds of surgeries are crazy. And I actually remember hearing about the first C-section where somebody survived was like in the 1300s oh, or something. But those crazy. were like with chainsaws and really fucked up things. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, it wasn't until the 1960s that breast implants um, began to be used solely for cosmetic purposes. And now uh, more than 10 million women worldwide have had the procedure done. And it is the second biggest cosmetic procedure after like liposuction, apparently. Really? Liposuction is the biggest one? My guess was going to be nose or something, but I guess not. Yep. Wow. Okay. So guess what? The average boob weighs 1.1 pounds. Excuse me while I go pull out my scale. We're going to test it right now. And it depends on genetics, hormone changes, and weight. However, the Guinness World Record holder for the world's largest breast goes to Annie Hawkins-Turner. Each of her breasts, Jesus fucking Christ. Are you serious? Each of her breasts weigh 54 pounds? Unfortunately, she had a condition called giga i can't even say this gigantomasia a rare disease of the breast connective tissue that causes excessive growth but she has used her endowed assets to make a living running a no kidding running a soft porn company and acting under the name norma stitz yeah like does she have a scooter does she have a team of horses pulling each tit like no apparently i'm gonna google this after the after this episode her story is kind of interesting. I mean, you know, not easy. I have a ton no. of for her. And especially because they just continue to grow and that that can happen. And at the same time, she's used it to her advantage and has had a, a fairly successful career doing, what did she, I think she calls herself a fantasy something, something. But anyway, yeah. I wish they could, people at home right now could see the amazement on my face at 54 pounds each breast. That's insane. My back hurts just hearing that. (laughs) I know. I know. Wow. I know. Hope she's okay. Um, Okay. The smallest bra size available for purchase in the U.S. is a triple A. Like a battery. Yep. But the largest size is a 56N. And the largest bra ever made apparently was a 102 triple Z, which oh. was created by an Australian company called Brava Lingerie. And the bra weighed over 44 pounds and could fit four people inside it. What? I don't know. This is what Internet Land told me. This whole episode is going to have me on the Internet. <laughs> For quite some time after. I also just don't really understand the lettering system. Uh, you know, if the largest size in the US is an N and then we have a triple Z, like how, how does that work? I don't I don't really know. I just want to like all these number or sorry, all these letters. I just want to give shout outs to some of my Twitter friends who who are part of the, you know, Tig old bitty committee. 
<laughs> Hi, Mary Beth. <laughs> <laughs> so breasts are sisters, not twins. Two breasts are rarely, if ever, identical. And the left breast is usually slightly larger than the right breast. Okay, so I'm going to have to go look in the fucking mirror after this. I've actually, like, thought mine are pretty symmetrical because I've heard this fact before that it's pretty common to have, yeah. you know, different sized boobs. I haven't seen a difference. So maybe it's just very slight. What about you? Same. It's probably really slight. But, um, yeah, I, I do remember, though, as a teenager, a, a friend being a bit distraught that her breasts weren't the same size mm-hmm. and um, it's really really common mm-hmm. yeah yeah so okay uh another thing that's also really common is inverted nipples which are totally normal so um it's caused by adhesions at the base of the nipple that bind the skin to the underlying tissue and it's possible to have just one inverted nipple um or sometimes, of course, you could have both. And sometimes that can make it difficult for an infant to latch onto, but there's methods to help the nipple protrude again, such as nipple shields. And so, you know, if you have inverted nipples, it's probably totally fine, but there are rare cases where a nipple that becomes inverted suddenly might be the sign of breast cancer because a tumor is pulling on the tissue, which causes it to invert. So if you always had them, not a big deal. If it's kind of a new thing, then it's good to get it checked out. Is it actually very rare? Because when I look up regularly, like symptoms of breast cancer and things like that, it is always listed as an indicator. Uh, Well, I think it's, I I mean, I don't know. I can't actually answer that question, but I think the big thing is that if there's a change in your breast tissue, that's an indicator. If it's been like that forever. Yeah. If you were born that way as an any, you're good to go. Yep. A study conducted in 2011 found that men who stare at women's breasts for just a few minutes a day may increase, oh, fuck off, their lifespan (laughs) for up to five years. Carla, you know what? Shame on you for putting this in here (laughs) because we do have some male listeners and they're going to be like, no, Leah, you said on your show, (laughs) if I want to live longer, I got to look at your tits for a few seconds. (laughs) No, it's like. Oh, just how did they do this study? How did they do this study? How do they measure this? Like, I don't know. Like on their deathbed, sir. (laughs) How many tits did you look at in your lifetime and for approximately how long? And he's like, every day. And there was like 50 of them and they made it a real scientific thing. Yeah, maybe. I'm going to punch you in the throat to catch you looking at my tits and you're not my friend or someone I like. (laughs) So note, please. Uh, please make that consensual if you want to live a long life (laughs) (laughs) please make that consensual okay my health shut up (laughs) um all primates except for humans develop rounded full breasts only when they're needed to nurse so Mm -hmm. it's only humans that grow uh breasts uh, when puberty begins and remain permanently so all other primates the breasts grow when they're nursing and then shrink when they're not. I've seen a lot of uh, monkey boobs that are like empty, saggy kind of hanging there, but I, I have to admit, I have never seen full monkey boobs when they're lactating to feed their children. Again, I'm going to have to go to Google after this episode. (laughs) 
Wow. The Guinness World Record for the most bras unhooked in one minute is 14, and it's held by a man named David Rush. Well, good for fucking you, David Rush. That just made me think of the of friends and how Joey was so adept at unhooking bras. Bing. Bing. No, but it like, you know, you come across those, you know, wonder fingers once in a blue moon that you're just like, how did you do that? Did you just like breathe on my back and it just popped open or what? Yep. Yep. It's a skill. I like this one. Two women who loved running created the very first sports bra in 1977 by stitching two male jock straps together. <laughs> makes sense though. I did yeah. not know the backstory of that, but that makes sense. If it's supporting their balls during sports, why would it not support your breasts? Totally. And this is wild. An estimated 85% of women are wearing the wrong bra size. I've heard that before. I'm kind of not surprised because like your boobs change, right? Like constantly, like, you know, you gain weight, you lose weight, whatever hormones, this, that, and the other thing. You're like, whatever, they still fit in quotation marks and you continue to wear them. And I think like, I've only ever really had one proper bra fitting measurement. And even now that was quite a while ago. And I probably do for another one, but it was actually at Lacenza and it was a nice like senior lady. I was like, sure, you can measure my titties with your fabric measuring tape. And she wasn't wrong. I bet you she's been doing it a long time too. I bet you she has too. I actually have never had that done. I'm kind of the queen of the sports bra or no bra. So, um, but I, I think that most women buy bras, I think that are too small. Mm. And uh, wearing the right size bra can make a really big difference to your comfort level and things. So, yeah, I think it's a worthwhile thing to do. I don't even wear a bra working from home. I haven't. And it's been like five years. Maybe that's gravity's kicking in a little bit there. Um, But when I have to put one on now, I just feel like I'm suffocating. I don't think that it's the wrong size of a bra. Maybe it is. But like, you know, you get used to life of free in the nipple. Yeah. So I'm just like, get home. I mean, think of all the people that come home from work and the first thing they do is take off their bras. That's what I used to do when I worked in the corporate world. Yeah, absolutely. A woman's breasts can grow up to 25% during sexual arousal. That sounds like a lot. Yeah. That sounds like a lot. Yeah. Um, I don't think that happens to me. 25% sounds like a lot. (laughs) But maybe I'm not measuring. And the nipple has 800 nerve endings, making it one of the most sensitive parts of the body. Doesn't outbeat the clitoris, which has 6,000, but 800 is pretty good. Hmm. Do you think that men have more sensitive nipples than women? I would, I'm going to take a guess that it's yes, because there's such little bitches about it. But like you have children hanging off of women's titties all the time and they're not even flinching. Well, I know, but they kind of get calloused a little bit. <laughs> uh, like when you first start nursing, they hurt a lot. Oh, they, I can't they imagine. Kind of have to toughen up, really. Like the skin does doesn't get it doesn't get calloused, but they they get less sensitive just because mm-hmm. they're getting used so much. But um, yeah, I think like men have very sensitive nipples too. I guess it's person dependent. Some people, some people, it's more or less. But I think probably pretty similar for men. 
So we've come to the very end of our breast facts, and we got one more from for you from Japan. Uh, so in Japan, there is a breast-shaped mouse pad that is marketed as a way to reduce wrist pain while using a computer. And there is also a theme park called, oh, why do you make me say these? Ha- Hakuo, Hakuo Du, please don't kill me. Uh, Fantasy Breast Park. <laughs> it's dedicated entirely to breasts and visitors can participate in breast-related activities and even take a ride on a roller coaster that's shaped like a pair of tatas. <laughs> that's, I could see you and I going to Japan and like we're like we're going to the, the booby theme park 100%. Yes. I mean, I was all for like the breast shaped mouse packs. I was like, I bet that feels awesome. Uh, you know, so like, is the nipple kind of supporting your wrist or something? Oh, is I just one? assumed that like my wrist would be between the breasts, right? Like, oh, is it the set of I breasts understand. or is it just one tit? Like, because I was you like, know? immediately my wrist was like, oh, it would feel good between a pair of boobs while I clicked a mouse. Yes. Well, I guess that's something else we're going to have to research. Honestly, like, biggest takeaway from this list is how am I going to get away with an appropriate image for our Instagram <laughs> when I put this out there? Anyways. I want one of you motorboating. <laughs> if you are my friend in real life or on Twitter, you know, I'm the queen of the motorboats and I don't say no to anybody. Yeah. When I'm feeling down, that's what she offers. And it, you know, it always works. I've never actually given Carla a motorboat in person. It's how I gauge a lot of, it's how I gauge a lot of conversations with my friends to cheer them up. I know that if they say, no, I don't want a motorboat and they don't laugh, that it is probably pretty serious. But I've made a lot of, a lot of women stop crying over the years and laugh when I'm like, do you need a motorboat, sweetie? Well, that's our list. We hope that you are feeling titillated, <laughs> pun intended, by all these boob facts. Did we miss anything? Is there a breast fact that you know that we should that you should tell us about? Send us a DM, an owl, get in touch. And don't forget, for the love of God, here, here, confess. Confess. But you know what you can confess? Send a, tell us something about your tits. It aligns yeah. perfectly with this episode. What size are you wearing? An F or a Q or a Q squared. We want to. I also know somebody out there that can hold a lot of stuff under her breasts because they are impressively big. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge, nipple tweak. Let's go. (laughs) Next time on the Radical Sex Witches, we dive into the depths of the power of the subconscious. Oh, God, what's mine going to tell me? (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, I am little Leah. And I'm Carla. We are the Radical Sex Twitches, and we will see you next time. Hello, witchy listener. It's Carla here. If you're feeling disconnected from pleasure and unfulfilled in life, reach out to me and let's connect on a free call. I love helping women like you shift to owning your sexual power, reconnecting to your body, and finding your unique radical sex witch within. Go to CarlaWainwright.com or find my contact info in the show notes. Let's co-create a life for you that is truly turned on.